when it comes to training our employees, we ensure that that training is relevant and the communication is clear to make sure that, that our most valuable asset, which is our employee, receives that clear communication, but don't only receive it, they understand it, they comprehend it, and they know how to put it into play in a situation that requires that. You're listening to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media a podcast for professionals responsible for the safety and well-being of their employees. Each episode features an interview with a leader in employee safety to discuss how to protect your employees from a wide array of threats, from severe weather to a global pandemic. Let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to the Employee Safety Podcast, where we discuss insights and ideas for how to protect your most valuable asset, your people. I'm your host, Peter Steinfeld, and today I'm joined by Tony Putzig and Joe Holikin of Cox, which many of you know is the high-speed internet and television company, but they do so much more. Tony is supervisor of East Region Security for Cox, and Joe is manager of the Central Region. Tony, Joe, how are you doing today? Doing well, and I'm happy to be discussing Cox Security with you today. And I'm doing outstanding, and we appreciate you having us. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's great to have you on the show. Our primary topic today is how organizations can improve physical security in the workplace. But before we begin, can you tell our listeners just a little bit more about your background, Cox in general, and then your roles there? Tony, you want to go first? Sure. I've been with Cox since 2009. For the first two years that I was here, I managed the security guard force. I was hired in-house, and in my current role, I oversee physical security and operations for East Region. I was a police detective prior to that and a proud veteran of the U.S. Navy. Oh, fantastic. Joe, how about you? So I, too, came from a law enforcement background. I retired from the state of Florida, law enforcement. I left there on a Friday. Back in 2013, and I showed up to Cox on a Monday, <laughs> where I took over as supervisor for investigations and security for the central area. In 2016, I was promoted to manager, where I assumed the full central region responsibility for investigations and fiscal security with Cox Enterprise. You know, Cox was founded back in 1898 by James Cox, where it purchased the Dayton Evening News, and now is considered the Daily News. And Cox remains a privately owned enterprise company, which extends internationally. So it's grown a great bit since then. Cox Enterprises continue to grow in the media, communications, and automotive, as well as many conservation areas. So Cox has a heavy footprint in many of the conservation arenas that we see today, trying to reduce the footprint with solar power and things of that nature. So we, we pride ourselves on not just the businesses and the functions that Cox gets involved with, but also our involvement in local communities. That's fascinating. I didn't realize it went all the way back to 1898. I would think with that kind of longevity that you guys really take employee safety and security very seriously. Otherwise, you know, you can't sustain yourself. Absolutely. We provide security for the main headquarters, for our campus there, for different media groups that we still support in Cox Communications which is where Tony and I provide the security piece for, which is nationally, and then as well as the automotive industry. So our security piece, with many of us having the former law enforcement background, it extends across a very large footprint. And, you know, we pride ourselves, even though we have different businesses, different backgrounds, you know, our primary asset is our employees. And we use a one Cox security approach to provide the support that we need to across all businesses. 
I love to hear that you say that your employees are your primary asset. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Well, as it relates to workplace security, I think between both of your lengthy careers, you could tell a lot of interesting stories out there. <laughs> You've seen some of the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout the years. But can you share some of the basics every organization should have in their security plan from surveillance and monitoring to employee procedures? Tony, I don't know if you want to go first. Having a good, solid plan is crucial to security. Flexibility in the plan and being able to change direction on a dime is important as security is very reactive in given certain situations. Having the right technology and individuals trained to use it to its full potential and always looking for better tools is very imperative. Lastly, communication between all of the regions is important to ensure consistency. Yeah, without a doubt. Joe, what would you add to that? Yeah, so in, in my opinion, the primary responsibility of any organization is to identify the needs of the business, the workplace environment, and the surrounding environment. With that information, a solid process and communication channel are established to ensure that all security functions provide the support and manage all movement in and around any facility as it relates to access control, intrusion alarm controls, and surveillance to cover all operating areas. Yeah, no, that absolutely makes sense. You know, as I think about this, Tony, what's something that security professionals think about regularly that people in other professions might not consider a big deal just because they're not aware of this stuff? They're not thinking about it. Without a doubt, like we mentioned earlier, employee safety and security is at the forefront of what we do. Everything else is secondary to that, basically. Keeping our employees safe is our main focus and assets and company assets and property are second to that. Yeah. Joe, what would you add? As I can simply put it, expect the unexpected. <laughs> yes, without a doubt. Yeah. When you show up, it's like, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen today. <laughs> We're just going to go with the flow and be ready to react. <laughs> that's exactly right. No, that's good advice. Well, I think that 2020 has proved the importance of preparing for unseen events. While many organizations are very well versed at this point in creating a good emergency plan, I think that some still struggle with preparing employees for a crisis, and that's a big difference. So what tips can you share? How can you train people without eliciting fear or anxiety? Tony, what are your thoughts? You want to go first? You know, anybody in the security industry knows this saying that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Having a strong security plan and a team able to execute it, and you can't really lose. Yeah, I believe you're right. Joe, what do you think? Well, as Tony stated, you know, proper planning and preparation for sites and employees is paramount to the overall success of any business security. Where we have been successful is utilizing all of our resources available to determine any known or expected threats and prepare our company employees for that. But when it comes to training our employees, we provide them with the most up-to-date, both online and in-person, considering our current situation with the pandemic, so that it fits the need and the environment. So we ensure that that training is relevant and the communication is clear. And in our mind, you know, to make sure that, that, that our most valuable asset, which is our employee, receives that clear communication but don't only receive it, they understand it, they comprehend it, and they know how to put it into play in a situation that requires that. No, that's great. It's not just like a manual that someone reads and you have no idea if they comprehended it. That's so crucial. Transparency is so key. 
Well, do you guys have any advice for coordinating with law enforcement or just first responders in general in the case of a crime or just an emergency in the workplace? Like what can organizations do to be more prepared and proactive? I see a lot of organizations struggle with this. It's like the first time they meet the first responders in their area is when they're in in the middle of an emergency, which is not the time you want to meet them. Tony, what are your thoughts on that? The majority of security professionals in the private sector are former law enforcement or have some very, very deep ties to law enforcement. So partnering with those law enforcement agencies is a big part of what we do when it comes to threats, checking the welfare of our employees or customers, and just keeping the facility secure. It's important to foster those existing relationships while continuing to build new ones. Absolutely. You know, and and exactly what Tony mentioned, you know, fostering that relationship, continuing that relationship with law enforcement and local prosecutors it's a continuous effort. So when we do training, you know, the different types of training, we try to bring our local law enforcement community. It's a twofold effect. One is our employees get to see the law enforcement presence, not saying that they would be afraid, but they're, they get to be more comfortable with it. At the same time, we let the law enforcement see our community, our organization, our employees, so that together, you know, we build that local bond and they better understand each other from an individual, from a company perspective, as well as our facilities and the, the magnitude that some of our facilities are. And it just builds on that relationship and that understanding and comfort level. Well, as you think about physical security in your job, how do you ensure your employees feel safe across all the different facilities you have? Sure. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Transparency. We, you know, we don't like operating as a clandestine organization. <laughs> That's the way of the past. And pe- people used to do that. They'd have, you know, cameras and nobody, nobody knew who was watching or what they were watching. Now we're out there in the open and we want people to see. We invite our employees into our operation center and kind of see what we're looking at and what we're doing and explain that to them. No, we're there for your safety. We're not there watching you take your break or we're not there watching you walk down the hallway. We're, we're there primarily to protect our employees and our company assets. Excellent. Joe, what would you add to that? You know, the tools that we have in place for our employees are some of the highest technology that's available. We do that not from the technology perspective per se, but so that we make sure that those assets, those building functions are secured with the highest, most up-to-date, dependable technology. With our employees and partnering with our employees, even through surveys, through face-to-face contact, they, they give us the information that either concerns them from an outside environment, from an internal environment. We make sure that they see the actions. So when you do a survey and you provide your feedback and you provide a concern, we make sure that they see that concern addressed. And to that doing more together and maintaining the safety and well-being of our employees, our employees realize the value that they bring to this company and to our customers. Yeah, I I like the idea of the constant feedback loop. Organizations who try to just say, oh, let's put a plan in place and then that's it. We'll teach you about it through one video you watch once a year. That doesn't create a good culture of safety and security. What creates the the culture is literally little micro trainings and things you do throughout the day, every day that just get people comfortable with it. And then when something happens, they're more likely to share information with you. They know what to do, things like that. So I, I love that. And Peter, I would add too that, you know, just refreshing the videos, just taking the training that was there a year or two ago and taking current date situations Mm, yeah. Refreshing that video or that training 
and then finding new ways to present it. It just makes it more interactive, in our opinion, and shows that true concern and well-being for them that says, yesterday was yesterday's threats. We're going to show you today's threats, today's training, and today's situations and how to deal with it. Well, just to change it up a little bit, since COVID-19 has really displaced a lot of people from working out of centralized office locations, what about employees working from home? Do you guys have any policies in place that help you extend your organization's duty of care beyond the workplace? Well, a good security plan is a living and breathing document, able to change and, and grow with the organization and whatever that becomes. And the recent pandemic is a, is a perfect example of that. You know, we were very, very secure in our facilities. Our employees felt safe and everything was good. And then all of a sudden, everybody's working from home. So we had to adjust and we had to really partner hard with our HR teams and our risk and safety folks to ensure that our employees felt the same level of comfort and security at home as they did in the workplace. Yeah, and then I just have to piggyback on Tony that our policies, they do extend beyond the physical building where people work. You know, one of our challenges, because as that pandemic took effect and it settled in and people knew that, well, we're not going to go back to the offices anytime soon. Sometimes they may feel that they're out there by themselves. And so ensuring that we reinforce that they are our most valuable asset through communication, through partnership, through teams, continuing to converse with those teams for their needs at now their workspace, which is their home. And you're right, we can't put cameras in. And we had to be creative as with every other company, you know, in this pandemic situation and listen, provide the training from, you know, now it may not be a door that they go through or a parking lot that they walk through from a work experience, but it could be phone calls, you know, where it's vishing schemes or phishing schemes or VOIP schemes. And we provide that information to them so that they can protect themselves but we've always, always valued our employees, both at work and off duty. We provide those tools for them for out of the workplace use as well. And we continue to build on that so that they do realize you are our most valuable asset and we will keep you up to date for all threats that or concerns that may come from a workplace or from your personal life. You know, it's interesting. Something you said made me think, have, have you seen an increased number of calls coming in from people working at homes, just being curious about safety and security in ways they weren't before now that they're at home, like the cybersecurity stuff you mentioned, you know, it's, it's you're on your own home network. You're not on the company network, right? There's phishing schemes, things like that. Are people proactively calling into you guys more than they have in the past at home or, or not? Does it not really change too much? We get a lot of feedback from customers. Oftentimes customers will call in and just report that they receive some sort of phishing email or phone call. They'll, they'll report it to us and we can quickly investigate those and deem them whether it's legitimate or whether it's some sort of scam and pass that information along to our other partners across the country so they can be aware of those types of situations as well. No matter what we put in place to try to mitigate some sort of scheme or some sort of risk, there's a creative person out there that's going to try to find a new way. And it's trying to keep up with those types of situations that keeps us busy. Yeah. Expect the unexpected, right? Right. <laughs> Well, the next question I have is, is based on something we talked about a little bit earlier, and it's a challenge that a lot of organizations face, which is why I want to bring it up again. And that it comes back to the fact that most people are just too darn nice. 
from something as simple as door locking to not letting someone slide in the door behind you without badging in, how do you guys train employees to partake in improving physical security in the workplace? So during any kind of training that we do, we always try to enhance the fact that we're a small security team, as Joe mentioned earlier, and we're only as good as the, the eyes that we have in our head unless we engage our employees and we encourage them to tell us about things that they see, see something, say something. Everybody's probably heard that before, yeah. but it's, it's something to where if something just doesn't look right, report it to security because those eyes are just as important to ours. We can't be everywhere. So we rely a lot on our employees to report situations to us. We do, and we put a lot of tools in place that's at the employee's fingertips for them to be able to report things to us easily, and they can report things to us anonymously as well. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, make it easy, make it anonymous. That's great. Joe, what would you add to that? Yeah, and, and I'd add to, you know, when we were prior to the pandemic is building that relationship between security and our employees with constantly massaging those relationships to where when you see us, it doesn't always mean a bad thing, (laughs) (laughs) which at times, like, you know, like we've mentioned, we're not everywhere and we're very widespread out. So you make that opportunity to either visit either in person, over the phone, in email, so that you build that personal relationship across all business units within our company. And we provide that with new employee orientation, you know, to see something, say something, We provide that on additional training that we provide throughout the year, you know, and when it comes and that's on the physical security concern side of it. When you talk about, you know, information, information security, we have a whole nother team that specializes in that. So our InfoSec team, they're experts in their field. They provide that training and everybody has to go through, you know, the InfoSec training, whether it's password resets, why do you have to reset your password? the style of password that you have to use, you know, the level of security that we require. But from an InfoSec physical security investigations, I think that providing that professional that demonstrates that confidence in what they do, as well as the understanding of what the employee needs, mend those together and provide that information to the employee. I really feel that the employee takes it as, well, I need to do this. Yeah. So what can an organization's security department do to establish more trust with employees so that they feel really safe reporting suspicious activities or just reaching out for help when they need it without being you know, scared that they're going to get in trouble? What are some other things they can do? Allowing our employees to feel like they're part of the security team is, is really something that gives them comfort and trust. We're not hiding anything. Those days are over, as I mentioned earlier. So a fully transparent security plan where employees can understand that we're there to help them and to assist them is important. Joe, would you add anything else to what Tony said? Yeah, absolutely. And in the law enforcement world, we use the term community policing, you know, and since I've been with Cox for the last eight or so years, that's something that that we've really conveyed and we teach our teams to get into those communities. And here it's different than on the road. Our community could be a building. It could be a group of individuals. Get into that. And as Tony stated, the more cooperation that we can give from our in-house community, and it extends all the way to our customers as well, because our customers are a huge asset for us as well when it comes to deterring or investigating crimes that have occurred. So I use that term community policing. I think it lives and breathes to a, a more collaborative approach to enforcing 
teaching involving and ultimately that transparency where we're all on the same road to success and providing that protection. You know, and as I mentioned previously, we can say a thousand words, but that one action sometimes means more than as many words as you can include. And for our employees, you know, we tell you you're our most valuable asset. And I can't say this enough. That piece of action that you show them when they've told you something that concerns them and you've taken that immediate and timely action for that resolve, not only do they tell us, but they show us through their their comfort level and their job and their productivity that they feel they can do this with little to no fear. No, that's huge. We're all in this together. I mean, that's the mentality people have to have. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Well, what role has internal communication played in improving physical security at Cox? It seems to me that if people aren't on the same page and you're not communicating out quickly and reliably, that that can cause problems and confusion. So, Tony, what are your thoughts on on communications? Consistency in the communication is very important. So the way our company is set up, especially now, we have customer service representatives in Virginia that may be talking to a customer out in Arizona and vice versa. And a lot of times those employees have to communicate amongst each other. And if a topic of conversation may come up where we're practicing one thing in Virginia that we're not practicing in Arizona, those employees may feel less secure or less confident in in our practices. So consistency in the communications that we put out to our employees from the security team is very important. Joe, what would you add to that? Yeah, absolutely. That internal communication is just paramount to any successful physical security program. You know, the the more people are armed with the right information, the better your program will have the opportunity to succeed. One thing is never operate in a vacuum. Always keep people informed. And that, you know, I, I would elaborate on that to say that that timely information still being empathetic to our employees, because a lot of what security sees, a lot of what we know, we have to be very careful how we provide that information to our employees. Again, remaining transparent, but remaining empathetic as well, that what may not make us fearful may make them fearful. And it's a very sensitive balance on how that information, what information, but still maintain that trust and that transparency. Yeah, without a doubt, that is a very delicate balance that you have to keep in place there. Well, I want to close by asking one more question. We like to give our listeners something they can take with them that will make some kind of immediate impact on their organization. So what's something that the audience in your mind could implement today to help them improve their company safety culture? Tony, how about you go first? Develop several different ways for your employees to to get a hold of security. There's apps out there. There's operation center numbers personal cell phone numbers, emails for the security group specifically. So the more ways that an employee has to contact the security group, the easier it is for them to to get a hold of somebody when there's some sort of situation. And when somebody calls and it may seem like something small to you, it's not something small to that individual that's making that phone call. So treat every call as if it's an emergency. Yeah, that's a great idea. There's no one right way or best way to get in touch with security either for a particular person or at a particular time. It's highly dependent on the person and the time and what's going on. So having multiple methods is huge. That's great. Joe, what would you add to that? Well, we've said a lot throughout this and it just kind of sums it up with 
in discussing with anything relating to the safety and security of their employees and that organization is just to make everyone in that organization feel their voice and concerns matter. We say that over and over because to provide that clear and transparent communication to the employees and know that when someone replies or provides feedback in any manner, we're to listen, let them know that they've been heard and take action and let them know or let them see that that action and their concern has been addressed. You know, we follow the Cox value, which I'm sure many organizations do, but here at Cox, we live this, we discuss it every day that our employees are literally our most valuable asset. We live it, we teach it, we breathe it. This is what we do. Without our employees, we wouldn't be. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I agree with you 100%. There's no easier way to get people to not report something the next time if you don't take what they say today seriously. All right. Well, Tony and Joe, this has been great. I really enjoyed the conversation. I appreciate your expertise on what people can do to improve their safety culture. If anyone out there listening has follow-up questions or just wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to find you out there? Tony? My email address is always the best way to contact me. It's tony.putzig at coxinc.com. All right. And Joe? Same thing. My email is the best way and it's joseph.holican at coxinc.com. Okay, terrific. Well, thanks again for making time to join us on the Employee Safety Podcast. And for the rest of you out there, remember, nothing ever goes 100% according to plan in an emergency. So communication is incredibly important. If you can't communicate, you can't recover. Until next time. Alert Media is changing the way your leaders and response teams connect and communicate effectively when seconds matter. We provide our customers with a comprehensive solution for monitoring threats around the world and deploying fast, effective emergency communication. You need a panic-proof solution for high-stakes moments. In just a few clicks, your team can send a multi-channel notification to an impacted group of people and confirm their safety immediately. When employee safety is at stake, don't just communicate. Connect and confirm with a robust emergency communication solution. Visit alertmedia.com for more information. You've been listening to the Employee Safety Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give a quick rating of the show. Just tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.